0: Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we preview this weekend's game against the Los Angeles Rams.
1: It's a new football season. Le'Veon Bell is with the New York Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. But one thing hasn't changed, and that is that MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. MyBookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each Game right now, you can double your first deposit with a first deposit bonus worth up to $1,000. Just use promo code locked on to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on when creating your account to claim your bonus. You bet you win, you get paid. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers
0: podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last.
0: What's up, and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by Bailey Adams. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com, and make sure you follow along on Twitter, at Bucks at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at Adams 22 and at Bucks underscore Nation. Bailey, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing fantastic, and I think I'm doing a little bit better than David is right now, so we, I can't we, complain.
0: We don't speak of him. He's All dead right. to me. <laughs>
2: I assume you said joined as always because it's just going to be me every night going forward, huh? Probably,
0: yeah. Cool, we'll, cool. Contracts in the mail. All right, cool. Of course, based on what David was telling me earlier, he probably wishes he were dead because he does not feel good. So, David, buddy, hope you are feeling better. We, we tease because we love, and since you're not here to defend yourself, we're going to pick
2: on you. Feels weird being on the other side of this, I'll have to say that.
0: Hey, if if he can coerce Carmen Vitale to pick on me when I had to miss an episode that she was on, <laughs> all bets are off. That's
2: yeah, not fair.
0: <laughs> so all right. Well, Bailey, we have we have a um we have an interesting game ahead of us on Sunday. Taking on the Rams in Los Angeles. I, I've said it numerous times. Everybody knows it's the start of this. Incredibly long and ridiculously unfair road trip that the NFL, in their infinite scheduling wisdom, decided to put the Buccaneers on. But coming off of a loss like they had against the Giants, there's not a lot of confidence in the world of Buccaneers fandom about going into Los Angeles and being able to contain the trio of Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup. I don't think there's there's too many people worrying about Todd Gurley given the fact that Todd Gurley A is not having a very good season and B the Buccaneers have done a tremendous job of shutting down these top tier running backs but overall when you take a look at this game kind of what do you what do you see as far as how the Buccaneers match up
2: with the Rams Well I can see why there's not a lot of confidence going on it's just the Bucs are so unpredictable at this point and and you can't really expect them to win this game it, it's a tough game to begin with but just with what we've seen with the bucks it's, it's hard to see it but I think surprisingly the, the bucks match up fairly well um I know correct me if I'm wrong but Sean McVay's offense is a lot of it comes out of establishing the run and then the run setting up some of what Jared can do right
0: uh and, yeah I mean by and large that's what made them so successful last year
2: right and so Todd Gurley like you said isn't isn't off to the greatest start this year. I mean, he's averaging 4.6 yards per carry, but he just hasn't been the same Todd Gurley. I don't know if, if he's still dealing with injury issues or if they're just kind of scaling back his workload. But I think just with what the Bucks have done against Christian McCaffrey and then Saquon Barkley for the half that they saw him, there doesn't have to be a lot of – I don't say there doesn't have to be a lot of worry, but it seems like we can kind of be confident in the Bucks' run defense and I'll tell you what, if the Bucks can stop Todd Gurley and stop the the Rams backfield, Jared Goff, I, I'm not gonna say I'm not I'm not like David. I don't think Jared Goff is a bad quarterback, but I would prefer to go the route of make Jared Goff beat you than than Todd Gurley, because I think if you limit Todd Gurley, it kind of limits what Jared Goff's gonna be able to do, and you kind of take Jared Goff out of that rhythm that Sean McVay likes to get him in, and who knows what can happen. Um, so I think that aspect of the game could be very interesting to watch. I know the Bucks aren't very healthy right now on the defense side of the ball, at least with Devin White and Vita Vea is a little limited. So we'll see how that all works out.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if I fully agree with, with them matching up well against the Rams. You take a look at how this secondary was just absolutely demolished by Daniel Jones, throwing to guys like Sterling Shepard, Russell Shepard. I can't even remember that rookie's name, that it was his first active week, and and he was heavily – that's the one. Um, Yeah, and and Evan Ingram, of course. But you you take a look at at how this secondary handled that receiving core, and then you take a look at the weapons that the Rams offer. I think there's a a pretty huge mismatch. So unless – Todd Bowles really cracked down on the secondary after reviewing the film against what all went wrong with uh, with the Giants game. And and I know Bruce Arians had come out and said that the secondary needs to communicate more. Well, we've been hearing that since Lovey Smith was here. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. communication breakdown in the secondary. The the secondary needs to talk more, the secondary needs to do this. Well, we need to see it. And these are the coaches that are supposed to get get us to see these improvements. And so far, it hasn't been great. They've they've been beaten by by two teams that they should have beaten, and against the Panthers, the secondary didn't have to do much because Cam Newton was complete garbage. Um, so that that definitely has me worried. Now, does that mean I think that the Bucks cannot win this game? Absolutely not. If we see a performance like we did out of Jameis this Sunday that we saw last week, yeah, it's that's gonna. Definitely put the Bucks in a position to win. I think Matt Gay has put the uh, the missed game winner behind him and, and is going to uh, continue to be a solid kicker the rest of the season. But another thing that has me concerned is the fact that Aaron Donald is going to get to go up against Alex Kappa. Now, we saw him pretty much take Gerald McCoy out of the game for the most part against the Panthers, but Gerald McCoy is no Aaron Donald.
2: Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll go back. First, that's definitely fair about the secondary. Um the the one thing I think the Bucks could do though is, is just I think schemat- like, schematically I think they could they could match up okay because I think Todd Bowles is going to get a grip on on what went wrong last week and I don't know how much of a turnaround you can expect in one week but I think he's going to do what he can. I'm not saying the Bucks are going to shut down the Rams offense completely, but I think they can hang around. And on another note, um I think with the offensive line situation, if Ryan Jensen doesn't play, I'm extremely worried. I mean, I'm, I'm already kind of worried about. Aaron, I'm pretty worried about Aaron Donald as it is, but if Ryan Jensen plays, I'll feel a little bit better about maybe Jensen and, and Kappa trying to pull off a double team of some sort.
0: Yeah, and you you look at some of the guys that have missed practice this week. You're talking about Ryan Jensen. Chris Godwin has yet to practice this week. Devin White still out, uh, listed as day to day with that knee. They did get Vita Vea back, uh, which is which is definitely a, a big a big bonus. And I, I should preface: we are recording this on Thursday night, probably not going to come out until Saturday morning, so things can obviously change between now and then. But as it stands right now, while Bailey and I are discussing this, you know we are we are going off Thursday's injury report because it's about nine o'clock on Thursday night. Um. Bailey, why don't we go ahead and dive into it? Let's do our, our predictive offensive players of the game. And I understand that uh, Sicko McGee sent his in via text message to you. Is that is that correct?
2: That is correct.
0: All right. Well, we will give him honors, I guess. I don't know why. Um, who did he pick as his offensive player of the game?
2: <laughs> give me one second.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Uh David said his offensive player of the game will be Ronald Jones. And he did not give me any explanation why, so I'll try to explain it for him. I don't know if I'm gonna hit on any of his points. But I think just what we've seen from Ronald Jones in at least week one, weeks one, week three, um, man, he's been a full one eighty from last year. He's He's been I mean, one of this past week catching the 41-yard pass out of the backfield. Looked just extremely dangerous on that play, and it was just a simple a simple screen screen pass. And then he's been a guy that the Bucks have been able to feed at certain times in, in weeks one and three. They can just feed him, and, and he's taken advantage of getting six yards, seven yards, nine yards, 13 yards. Um, he's been a guy that, that they can rely on, and I don't know if this is going to be a Peyton Barber week since last week was a Ronald Jones week, but... David has gone with Ronald Jones as his offensive player of the game. All right. How about yours? Who do you have? My offensive player of the game, I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Give me the already established Buccaneer legend, Mike Evans. Um, I mean, we saw what he did last week, and and he just absolutely went off against, granted, uh, not as good of a secondary as he's going to see on Sunday, but I think he's he's back to being Mike Evans. Weeks one and two were just unfortunate just because of – you know, his sickness week one, he was hacking on the sidelines. And I know they said, Oh, week four or week two, four days later, he was feeling better, but feeling better. Like might just mean, you know, he wasn't throwing up anymore. I don't know if he felt ready to play a 60 minute football game. So I I think we saw a little bit in week three that, that he just, that's just the guy he is. And I expect to see more of it on, on Sunday, especially if if Chris Godwin's out, they're going to have to lean on Mike Evans heavily. And I know the Rams might, Taylor a lot more of their coverage toward Mike Evans and make the other guys beat them. But I mean, he's Mike Evans. He's got the Bucs offense typically goes as he goes. And I think, I think he's the guy that's going to show up maybe another hundred yard game and a touchdown or two.
0: All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for taking Mike Evans and Ronald Jones guys. Appreciate that.
2: (laughs) David said, you're welcome from wherever he is. his bed probably he's probably sleeping
0: he said he was gonna sleep until he you know was better so he he might be (laughs) yeah he he (laughs) might be asleep for the next four or five days um okay under under the premise that chris godwin does not play now i i truly believe that godwin plays i think he's he's gotten some rest here a little bit he might be a limited participant on on friday but i think he'll be good to go for the game maybe he just needed to you know to to rest up and get that hip right but assuming that i'm wrong because that tends to be the case um i'm i'm going back to the well give me oj howard you know he started to come on early against the giants when he wasn't making catches. He was drawing pass interferences and still moving the ball that way. And then for whatever reason, you know, Byron Leftwich got away from both OJ and Mike Evans in that second half. But it looks like he's starting to click a little bit. It looks like he's starting to um, to get into a rhythm with Jameis Winston. And, and as good as the Rams defense is, you know, without without Godwin in their focus going, to Mike Evans, I think O.J. could be poised for a, a pretty big game. And, uh, you know, I I have nothing but the utmost respect for the Rams linebackers and, and what they can do. I, I think Clay Matthews has been playing outstanding football the first couple of weeks. But I don't, I don't think any of the Rams linebackers can really cover O.J. I don't think there's a linebacker in the league that can cover O.J. Howard. So I think he could be uh, he could be poised for a pretty solid day, maybe 70, 75 and a touchdown. I'd take that.
2: I'd take that all day long. That man is a human mismatch, and yeah, I mean the Rams linebackers are, are obviously very good, but I mean if you're right, I, I just I don't know what the first two weeks were all about with OJ Howard, but I think he's on his way back.
0: All right. Well, Bailey, who does David have as his defensive player of the game?
2: So let me preface this by saying I was able to explain his offensive player of the game. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do the same for his defensive player of the game.
0: Oh no! He went with
2: he went with Carlton Davis.
0: Oh good God, David, what are you doing?
2: (laughs) And I just um, man love Carlton Davis, but I don't think he's off to the greatest start. Uh, Not the at 2019 all. season, and I mean, like you said earlier, with the the wide receivers that the Rams have, I don't. No matter who he matches up against, I don't know if it's gonna be Brandon Cooks or, or whoever it is. Um, man, it could be a tough day for him. But David has confidence in him apparently, and I hope he's right for the Buck's sake.
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe David's definition of him being defensive player of the game is no penalties. If he gets through the game <laughs> with no penalties, you know that's a that's a gold star. <laughs> I
2: guess so. We're, we're going to set the standard low, I guess.
0: Yeah, you got to start somewhere. You're not wrong. All right, Bailey, who is your predictive defensive player of the game?
2: I've gone back and forth between, like, three different guys. Um, but I'll go with old reliable, uh, Levante David. I think Levante is off to a good, pretty good start this year. I think he played well um in the first three weeks and he leads the team in tackles right now but i think that he's quietly leading the team in tackles i don't think he's really made too many splash plays he has a, one and a half tackles for loss and a, a pass breakup but i think i think sunday is a day that we could see see him rack up the tackles and and really make a splash play or two that that really helps the bucks defense either on a third down get off the field or cause the turnover or something I think Levante David is, is going to have a big game Sunday.
0: All right, I will go with. Give me Carl Nassib.
2: I Ooh, like. I almost, I almost went Carl Nassib.
0: I like what I have seen out of Nassib so far this season, um, and even when he isn't, even when he isn't, you know, really involved in the play, he has become the player that can create opportunities for others. We saw one of Shaq Barrett's sacks come courtesy of of Carl Nassib just absolutely manhandling uh whoever that that right tackle was for um for the Giants. So he is he is creating opportunities for others and uh I I think this is the game where he finally gets a uh where he finally gets a sack.
2: Yeah, I mean that's a good pick. I almost went him. I almost went with him. So um yeah, we'd love to see him love to see him put some pressure on Jared Goff and, and force him into making some mistakes.
0: All right. Bailey, what is David's bold prediction?
2: David doesn't have a bold prediction.
0: How dare so he?
2: He didn't do his full homework. He gets uh what is it three out of four that's what's the math on that 75 percent. yeah give me that um so yeah he oh, doesn't have a full i i stand corrected up, you want to make one up for him uh
0: yeah real quick before i do that i i stand corrected carl Nassib does have a sack on the season
2: oh, that's right yeah he had the he
0: had the one last week okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah
2: that's him, on me. him and uh him and Shaq Barrett are the only two with sacks this season, I believe.
0: Yes. The and team has nine. <laughs> Carl Nassib has, has one. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Shaq Barrett on pace for 42 and a half sacks this season.
2: And I assume none of us went with Shaq Barrett as our players of the game because that's like cheating.
0: Yeah. And... It, David and I implemented the JPP rule last year where okay. we were not allowed to choose him as the predictive defensive player of the game. So I think it's it hasn't been discussed. I think it's just at this point unwritten that Shaq Barrett yeah. cannot be the, the predictive player of the game.
2: Yeah, it's definitely too easy.
0: All right. For, for David's bold prediction, he is going to go with the fact that his favorite quarterback in the NFL. Jared Garf will have as many interceptions as he does touchdown passes.
2: No, that's not where I thought you were going with that.
0: It wasn't, but then I realized I don't know David's score prediction. So I couldn't <laughs> I, I couldn't go where I was originally that, going to.
2: That lines up probably pretty well with his score prediction, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, I I thought you were gonna say that Jared Goff goes like five hundred yards, six touchdowns or something. Just to
0: I, I was gonna <laughs> say three touchdowns, but <laughs> okay. I decided, you know what, if I if I'm gonna make a a bull prediction on David's behalf, I've picked on him enough. I will make one that it goes more along the lines of how he would think. That's fair. So, Bailey, what is your bold prediction?
2: Well, it's kind of along the same lines. And I don't know how bold this is. It's, I guess it's kind of bold. Um, my bold prediction-ish is that Jared Goff will – the Bucks will pick off Jared Goff twice in Sunday's game.
1: Okay.
2: Um, we've seen him. He's thrown four touchdowns and three interceptions on the year. Um, and both of those interceptions came – or not both of those. Two of the three interceptions came – uh, this past Sunday against the Cleveland Browns and I don't think the Cleveland secondary, I don't know. I, I don't love that group right now. Um, but I think, I think golf will will face a lot of pressure on Sunday because the bucks know that they're going to have to get to him to, to make any difference at all, especially with the mismatches in the secondary. Um, so yeah, I think, I think some pressure creates some opportunities for, um, Couple picks for the
0: Bucks defense. All right, and for my bold prediction, I am going to go with. Oh boy, Jameis Winston will finish with a passer rating over a hundred. Ooh, and with that comes a incredibly upsetting stat. Are you ready? Are you ready to get upset, Bailey? I don't think I've ever heard you actually Uh, angry, but this might set you off.
2: I'm already like prepared for what's going to happen right now. So (laughs) we'll see. I I, I probably won't even get that angry. I'll probably just get super quiet and depressed.
0: All right. In Jameis Winston's career, he has reached a passer rating of a hundred plus Twenty-one times, and the Buccaneers' record in those games is eleven and ten.
2: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, we'll be back after the game <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs>
0: By comparison, Tom Brady has reached a passer rating of a hundred plus, a hundred and thirty times. Who's that guy? And the Patriots' record in those games, is 121-9. and
2: It's the same team that signed Antonio Brown. Yes. (laughs) And then released him after one week. Yes. I can get away with anything because they're the Patriots, I swear. But that's, uh, yeah, that's just, um, I don't want to talk about that anymore.
0: Hashtag blame Jameis.
2: That's what this fan base loves to do. And it's, it's, it, I love it. Every Sunday, it makes me so happy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic.
2: All right. Three touchdowns and doesn't (laughs) kick or misses a game winning field goal and he gets blamed for it. Anyways. Or
0: or the defense blew an 18 point lead.
2: Yeah. We won't talk about that.
0: Yeah. We're, we're past that. We're, we're, we're on to Los Angeles. Um, (laughs) All right, on the crossover Wednesday episode, I already made my score prediction where I picked the Rams to emerge victorious 28 to 23, dropping the Bucks record to one and three. Now, I said it on the crossover the week before, after I spent 30 minutes trashing the Giants and made my <laughs> score prediction of 28 to 10. And I said to the host of Locked on Giants, Patricia Trena, I said, Patricia, if there's any, you know, silver lining for your listeners, it's that I picked the Buccaneers to win in week one and they lost. Then I picked the Buccaneers in week two and they won. Well, so far I'm 0 for 2 when picking the Bucs and 0 for 1 when picking against. So do with that information what you will, but Bailey, let's let's find out David's score prediction. I'm sure he went the opposite of what I said.
2: <laughs> well, if, if the game ended at halftime on Sunday, you would have been exactly correct. Um, well,
0: I would have been, I would have been cool. Or no, 20? I I said twenty, I said twenty seven to ten. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. But still, <laughs> I was I was close, and you I was were right there. I'm in a fourteen team league fantasy or 14 team fantasy league. And there's a lot of giants fans in there. Ooh, did I have to go back in there and eat some crow, but I did it (laughs) because I talked a lot of smack. And then I jumped back in at halftime and I talked a lot more smack. And then I had to walk back in there uh, with my tail tucked and said, all right, let me have it. I deserve it. I'll, I'll take it like a man. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty.
2: (laughs) That sounds fantastic. <clears throat> Excuse me. So David's score prediction, which caught me by surprise. And here it is. Uh he has the final score of twenty-eight to seventeen and he has the winner as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Yeah, I I think <clears throat> David just picks the opposite of what I do because I am I am on a cold streak this year.
2: Well, speaking of cold streaks, you know who else is on a cold streak? Um, oh, okay. Spoiler alert, it's me. Um, yeah, so I've done the same thing. Every week, Uh, I have picked – so week one and three, I picked the Bucks to win, and they lost both. And then week two, I picked them to lose, and they won. So that sent me to where I am now. So yesterday, uh, I sent Gil Arcia, our boss in chief over at – com, I sent him my score prediction, and I had the Rams coming away victorious. And I don't know whether I had a weird dream or prophetic dream or something entered my head, but about 24 hours later this morning, um, I completely flipped and sent him a new score prediction. So my score prediction for Sunday's game is 27 to 24 Buccaneers. And I think there's a lot of reasons that I picked that, and I don't think any of them are good. Um, <laughs> I think just going against what I, like, initially thought might kind of just split my fortunes a little bit. But, man, I don't know. It's just the the Bucks. they just have this, I don't know. There's, there's going to be an up and down year, I feel like. And if there's a game that, like, after everybody's down on them on after the Giants game, wouldn't it be a Bucks thing to do to to come out and actually – play a competent game on Sunday and win. You know, you know what would be
0: even better? What's that? Is if they do come out and they win 27 to 24 on nine Matt Gay field goals.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, you could, you could kind of take those 27 points however you want, whether you think, whether it's Matt Gay missing one extra point and they're, they're not to 28 or him knocking through a couple of field goals, but. I'll leave that up to everyone else's interpretation. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a stat for you. Ooh, ooh, I like Did stats. you know, did you know, coming off of a loss, Bruce Arians and this coaching staff, while with the Buccaneers, they're undefeated. Ooh. They're
0: 1-0. That is a
2: solid stat. So, you guys want to head over and place your bets on the Bucs. Maybe don't do that because that's risky.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it's a 27-24 score prediction with negative confidence. But that's what we're going with.
0: No, give give me nine Matt Gay field goals, all from 35 yards or <laughs> closer.
2: I going to say all from 34 yards.
0: Or that that would be even better, but I thought that was a little too specific. Yeah, just inside thirty five yards for all of them.
2: Are you saying Carly Lloyd's not going to be the Buccaneers' kicker on Sunday? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> Look, I had to go I, there.
2: Someone had to go there.
0: I have absolutely nothing against Carly Lloyd, and if she can line up, like I we all saw the the video. First off, if if that was her. Kicking approach in the NFL, every kick would get blocked, every single one. <laughs> but if she shortens up and she can crank him out from forty, forty-five yards, more power to her. I have no problem with her joining the NFL. You know, it, it's whatever. Give her, give her a shot. She's better than Chandler Catanzaro. But I don't,
2: I don't think it'll happen. She could be better than almost every Bucks kicker we've seen in the last, I don't know, four, five years.
0: Don't you sully the good name of Cairo Santos Clause? I miss Cairo
2: Santos Clause, and it's nothing against Matt Gay. I just – I liked him.
0: I, I did too. Um, okay, so basically what Bailey has told you by saying that <laughs> the Buccaneers win and the Rams are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. So Bailey Adams at Bailey J. Adams 22 – He's telling, telling all of you to bet your mortgage on the Buccaneers on Sunday.
2: That's I what he no said, word for I word. no responsibility
0: for your life choices. And, and if you lose that bet, he will reimburse you with interest.
2: What kind of money do you think I have?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're a, a young guy, no kids, disposable income. I'll give you, you $4. <laughs> All right. Well, Bailey, that is going to do it for us on this episode. Please make sure you're checking out everything that Bailey, David, and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucs, at JArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore bucks, at BaileyJAdams22, and at Bucks underscore nation. Send us your reaction voicemails following the game, 813-444-5841. Hopefully they're much happier than the voicemails that we received last Sunday. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend, and thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. Labels out here, now they can't tell me nothing. We give it to the people, spread it across the country. Here we go back? This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the sea.